Hey, what's up, insiders? Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie and loves a plot twist, and also putting away money for retirement. Since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever, I'm sorry. So listen, listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So many people have like a to-do list, right? Where they go, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do that. But how many people in here have a stop doing list? Your journey to success is going to be determined on your ability to handle crap. And crap stands for the C is criticism, the R is rejection, the A is assholes, and the P is pressure. The more success you have, the more successful people you meet. The more successful people you meet, the less successful you feel. So success is a treadmill that only the blind run. How do we take new ideas, innovative ideas, and put real craft and thought And when those two things come together is when you have the best products that people fall in love with and then you have a connection with them emotionally. As the CEO of the company, a big part of my job description, I tell people I have two two big parts of my job, which is get shit done and see around the corner. A penny save is a penny earned. A penny save is a fucking penny. I look at business as a way just to be free. You know, the, the more you can make, the more people you can provide for. And that's why I do it. That was the hardest part, just getting everybody on the same page to get to one common goal. So I think first and foremost, you got to lay a plan out. And then whatever the plan is, you got to stick to that plan. Whether it goes good or bad, you got to stick to the plan and just believe in the process. You can always quit and take the easy way out and pout and, you know, go to the side. But for me, if you're trying to get to a place where I want to get to, you just got to get back up, you know, dust off and keep going. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. I know you want to watch this next video, but listen, if you are an entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, or a small business owner who has a story and wants to learn how to create multiple streams of income from your story, I need you to text me right now. My book to 646-687-4152. That is my personal number. I have been an author for over 12 years. I've written 10 books. Four of them have been bestsellers, and I've sold over 100,000 books. But I've also helped a lot of my clients take their expertise and put it into a story, then create multiple streams of income from that. So I want to help you do the same thing. So text my book to 646-687-4152. All right, let's go back to the video. Yeah! 
What up, what up, what up, investors? Make some noise for yourself. Hey, now I got a Let's go. Alright. Listen. If you know me, stay, keep, stay, stay on your feet. If you know me, if you know me, you know that I gotta reset the room. You know you gotta stand to your feet. You know. Right, we gotta affirm the greatness because this is one of this is gonna be a great weekend, and in this weekend, you have to be able to absorb all of the information with a new mind, not the mind that you came in with, but a brand new mind, so that way you can absorb it. So I'm gonna say some affirmations. I just need you to scream it back. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I am a wealth creator. Abundance is my birthright. I will always seek knowledge. Everything I need, I already have. I will execute on everything I learn. I am willing to accept the best that life has to offer. Everything is working for my greater good. Wealth is in me, around me, and available to me always. I will make, manage, and multiply money. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. One more time, my self-worth and net worth are building every day. I believe in unlimited possibilities. All right, round of applause for yourselves, round of applause for yourselves. All right, so today we have an awesome panel. Um, and today we're talking about the, the, the business of building an empire. Um, and this distinguished panel is some really, really big heavy hitters. Um, and so our first panelist we're bringing out uh, is Humble Lukanga, uh, a name that resonates as a beacon of financial literacy and empowerment within the sports and entertainment industries. Uh, born in Uganda, he turned personal tragedies and lifelong quest for financial literacy into a mission to help others today. He is the founder of Lifeline Financial Group, managing over half a billion dollars in assets for nearly 50 clients, the majority of whom are black athletes and entertainers. Not just a financial advisor, Humble is an educator, teaching his clients everything from basic banking to complex investing strategies in an industry where the majority of wealth managers are white. Humble stands out as the 1.7% who are black. Ladies and gentlemen, Round of applause for Humble Lukanga! Alright, next up, we have Alonzo Ball. Trying to prevail in this world for the second overall draft pick in 2007. 
Zoe quickly established himself as a versatile point guard with a keen eye for playmaking. Balonzo is not just an athlete, he is also an, an entrepreneur and has ventured into the world of music, showcasing his creative talents beyond the basketball court as well as building a family empire with the big baller brand. Ladies and gentlemen, Lonzo Niggas tied in teardrops. My God, look at me for my All right, y'all. Last but not least, last but not least, we are going to welcome a visionary entrepreneur and multimedia mogul hailing from Akron, Ohio. Where Ohio at? Ohio in the building? Okay, okay, I see you, Ohio. Carter is a childhood friend and longtime business partner of NBA superstar and billionaire LeBron James. Their friendship goes back to their high school days where they both played basketball. Maverick Carter took a non-traditional path to success. After an initial uh, stint in college basketball, he pivoted to the business side of sports, starting as an intern and rapidly rose through the ranks of becoming a field representative. Carter has served as uh, LeBron James business manager since 2006 uh, and is the co-founder of LRMR, an agent and sports marketing company. His ingenuity and strategic planning led to high-profile deals, including planning, uh, or including planning that led to high-profile deals, uh, the, uh, LeBron's stake in Liverpool FC, and their joint ownership of the Boston Red Sox. He is also uh, uh, co-founder of Spring Hill Entertainment. As executive producer, he has brought to life projects ranging from Disney's Becoming the Star Series, Survivor Remorse, and the iconic film Space Jam, A New Legacy, House Party 2, amongst other, and the co-host of the award-winning show, The Shop. Ladies and gentlemen, Maverick <laughs> Carter! Yep. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dread excited about this interview um, because I think a lot of people uh, have aspirations, especially in our community, um, to get into sports, right? We see, we see that as a way of building wealth in our community, uh, but what you guys have been able to do is build wealth outside of sports, inside sports, but outside of sports uh, and entertainment. And so uh, as we start, my first question to all of you is, um, what does building a business empire mean to you, and why is that important? Thank you. Um, I'll take it first. Um, pleasure to be here with you, Ash, Lonzo, Humble, and pleasure to see you all. Thank you for having me. And thank you to uh, Troy and Rashad from Earn Your Leisure for building this for us. This is just fantastic and amazing to see you all. I would say to answer your question, I never thought about it. I actually don't even like the word empire. It's like to be an empire builder <clears throat> is not, not something I ever thought about or seek doing. It's more about, for me, was like every day being thoughtful and strategic in what you're doing. And if it turns into something bigger, it does. And, but you have to always be thinking about what do I have to do today? 
but also thinking about the future and really going at it with real strategic thought and putting that, putting that thought into it that'll last you for a very long time. And if it turns out to be something more than what you thought it would be, then that's great. But I never go into it thinking about building an empire. I've never have. Love that. Thank you. You know, to, uh, to echo Mav, um, thank you for having us. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful room. I'm happy to be here. For me, I grew up in Uganda, East Africa. By the time I was 20-some years old, I had lost my entire family. My mother, my father, my, all of my siblings. So I never came into it saying I want to build an empire. But I did have this deep love for our community, and I had this deep love for finance. And I wanted to do something with my life that would honor my family's legacy. You know, so when I thought about building the business, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to serve. I wanted to protect, and I wanted to empower, and I wanted to show you know, our superheroes, who are often our athletes, our entertainers, um, make sure they didn't, get, they didn't get taken advantage of. And so I find that when you serve people and you serve a mission, I think God takes care of the rest. Round of applause, yes. Um, and for, for me, I would say business is just me getting to my best self and expanding myself and becoming the best person I can be for not only myself, but my family. And um, I look at business as a way just to be free. You know, the, the more you can make, the more people you can provide for, and that's why I do it. Love that, love that. Humble, um, you know, you are a wealth manager. Uh, you've helped, uh, you manage money for a lot of uh, well-known celebrities, athletes, um, and a lot of what you do is around uh, behavioral financial, uh, you know, psychology. Um, what, it, what is the blend between money and the mindset? God, that's a really, really great question. Um, I'm a big believer that first you form habits and then habits form you. You know, it is so important, you know, and I think so many people have like a to-do list, right? Where they go, I wanna do this, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. But how many people in here have a stop doing list? Because what you need to stop doing is actually gonna have the biggest impact on your life, right? And so when you're managing money, you're managing generational trauma, you're managing pressure, you're managing um, expectations. You're managing somebody's life worth, right, and life's work. And there's no way I can out-invest bad habits. You know, it's impossible, right? And so for me, I tell people all the time, first you form habits, habits form you. Second, write a stop-doing list. I love that. I love that. Um, so you, you've made a name for yourself both on and off the court. Talk to us a little bit about your journey as an athlete into entrepreneurship. Um, well, y'all know my father, so, you know, <laughs> entrepreneurship started at a young age in our household, um, just dreaming big and, and trying to get the most out of yourself. But uh, my journey personally, I think, started when I realized that I was more than just a basketball player. And um, looking at the other athletes around me and the ones that are very successful, you can tell that um, their business off the court is, you know, doing better than their business on the court. And uh, for me, that was just motivating to get into, you know, a world where I have a lot of help around me, obviously, but just try to learn as much as I can and make the best decisions. And um, that's what I'm trying to do now. Love that. Matt, how, like you've helped a lot, a lot of people as well. Um, what advice do you have for, for anybody, right? Athletes, 
business folks who are looking to transition and, and build a, a solid foundation, at, you know, if you will, in business? Well, depending on what business you want to go into, I always break business down into two big buckets. If you think about your, if I think about myself or you think about yourself as a consumer, you only buy basically two, from two buckets. You buy things that solve problems, which is a utility, right? You got a headache, you need some Advil, you buy Advil, Tylenol, or you buy from the bucket I call aspirational or emotional, right? So the first thing is decide which one of those businesses you wanna be into. Because everything we bought, the, the car you buy, right? Any car can get you from A to B. That's the that's a utility of a car. But we all buy the car that we wanna say something about ourselves, right? What I call pull-up value, which is emotional. So the reason you purchase the car you purchase is because you wanted to say something about you when you pull up. So I always tell people, you have to first decide, are you in the business of selling a utility? Well, then you have to decide, how is my utility better than everyone else's? It's a commodity. So how does it not just become cheaper? Or am I in the business of selling something aspirational? In that case, you need to connect with people emotionally, humans emotionally. And in that case, for us, it's always been about, I tell people what we try to do is really connect creativity and craftsmanship. So how do we take new ideas, innovative ideas, and put real craft and thought and when those two things come together is when you have the best products that people fall in love with and then you have a connection with them emotionally. Yeah, no, no, I love that. I love that. And Humble, talk, talk to me a little bit about building your business, right? Because um, people are leery, you know, as it relates to their finances. A lot of people, especially athletes, entertainers, um, they don't really do due diligence, you know, uh, if, if we're being honest. Um, they really usually go with whoever somebody recommends, right? Um, and so how did you get into the space um, and how did you build your firm? You know, my journey was crazy. As you can imagine, I'm an immigrant from Uganda trying to tell the most incredible athletes and entertainers in the world that I can help take them to the next level. Not only do I got a baby face, I own the whole company so I don't have anybody behind me. So really, what I found though early in my career is People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And at the end of the day, life is a people business, right? It's a people business. Like, you have to love people. You want to be able to serve people, okay? But what I realized too early is, if, like, your journey to success is going to be determined on your ability to handle crap. And crap stands for the C is criticism, the R is rejection, the A is assholes, and the P is pressure. And the, if you can... <laughs> If you get good at dealing with crap, then you'll be able to move forward, um, you know, in whatever, you, in whatever you're building. And for me, a lot of that was, okay, he's too young, or he's black, or he's not white, he's not Jewish. He, I didn't look like the wealth manager, but I know that nobody alive was going to take care of my people like I was going to take care of my people, and the rest is history. And, and in, in this industry, though, right, it's like, you know, I, I read the statistics, it's only one7 percent, right, who are black wealth managers. And so we talk about building generational wealth. You know, I don't know the, the exact numbers, but majority of athletes are black, right? And so 
how do we how do we change that, right? How do we increase that number? How do we make it so that there is a, a higher percentage of us managing the money of us to make sure that we're you know we're breaking generational curses? You know, that's a, that's an amazing question. And I think events like this is very, very important, right? Because when we all come together, like we were talking backstage, Mav and I, like you can't be what you don't see. Right? You cannot be what you don't see. So Mav is here, Alonzo's here, I'm here. So now we're, li we're living, breathing testaments that whatever dream you have is not only possible, you can go attain it, right? And there's going to be obstacles. Because you got to understand, we're dealing with 400, 500 years of slavery, of, of prejudice. People turn us against each other. You know, um, even the way they publish these stats, there's only 1.7 black wealth managers. Why do they even publish these stats? Is it to discourage you before you start? Is it to make it seem impossible? Yeah. I fear God. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So if you got, if you have something in your heart and you want to serve and do good, the dreams of your life only you can open. It's not like um, somebody else is going to come take your dream. No, that door is going to stay locked. So don't worry about the stats. Don't worry about the, what they tell you is possible, is impossible. Go unlock that dream. You know, God, the same God that made the sunset, made the sun, made you too. You think he ran out of magic when he got to you? I love that you said that. I literally yeah. had a conversation with somebody today. Um, they were asking, like, they were asking me, well, the, the stats say that by 2053, the black wealth is going to be zero. And, I, and I, said, I said the same thing. I said, what? That doesn't even make sense. Like, how many multi-millions in the building make noise? So, so how is that even possible? How is it even possible by 2053, right? So talk to me a little bit about, um, as an athlete, you know, a lot of times, you know, you have to focus on sports. Um, but as somebody who's a, a business person, you also have to focus on business, right? Um, and, and how do you balance the two between focusing on sports, focusing on business, but then also... Um, you know, how do you, you know, draw that connection, right? Marv, you know, Mav talked about, um, draw, you know, having that connection. Uh, you, know, you, you know, Humble talked about people want to make sure that you care. So how do you, how do you balance those two? Um, well, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, it's easy just because most of my business comes from basketball, and I know that. So for me, I know I got to take care of what I got to take care of on the court. And then off the court, I surrounded myself with a team you know, that could help me get, get my goals achieved and get to the places I want to get to. So um, I try to keep it simple. I don't try to bombard my mind with too many things. I try to just stay focused, keep it simple, and just keep moving like this. At You know, even if it's a slow pace, I just want to keep getting better 1% every day, and I, and I move like that. And, and how do you deal, like, so a lot of times we have, like, good intentions, right? So, like, your intentions and, you, you know, you have these, um, you know, visions of how your life is going to go. Um, the first C in crap, right, is that criticism. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you deal with that criticism where people are saying things about you that are not necessarily true or that's not part of your intentions? Like, how do you maneuver that and how you block those things out? Um, I, don't, I don't shy away from criticism at all. For me, I don't, I don't listen to how people say things. I listen to what they're saying. And um, in, this, in this game that you're in, you know, a lot of people say a lot of things, but... Um, I'm a firm believer in action. So, I, you know, I, I believe what my eyes show me, and I just go like that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, Mav, right, 
like recently, a lot of people are chasing after this billion dollar, you know, you know, becoming a billionaire and they want to build a billion, billion dollar business. Um, you know, word in the streets, you know, Spring Hill is doing really, really well. Uh, and um, I believe that, that, that you guys have crossed that billion dollar valuation. What does that mean, right? When somebody has a, a, a business that's valued at a billion dollars, can you break down the valuation game for us? Um, what does it mean? Well, it doesn't really mean a whole lot in the sense that whatever the business is worth, it's only worth what we show up to and give it every day, right? Because it's, when the, anyone humble is even more than me, in the people business, you need amazing people. It means we've built an amazing team at Spring Hill, the people that show up every day and bring innovation and craftsmanship to the job, and we've done it over and over and over and showed up day after day and has led to it being worth something, right? And that worth is, is not necessarily realized unless we sold it or something or did something like that, which we have no intention on doing. So I don't even think about what it's worth. I think about what do we have to do today to deliver amazing, amazing, crafted, thoughtful projects that eventually lead to it being worth something. And then as a as the CEO of the company, a big part of my job description, I tell people I have two, two big parts of my job, which is get shit done and see around the corner. So I have to every day wake up and go, okay, what shit needs to be done today? And then where is the business going in a year or two years? And it's literally the best CEOs in the world can always see around, literally see around the corner and know, okay, we're going this way, but when we get a year from now, we need to make a turn. And sometimes I walk in the office and say that and say it to the company and they look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And it's just a gut feel and you have to, you have, to have that feeling. And, and unfortunately, everybody's not capable of that, but that's the job of a CEO. For any of you out there running your company, a big part of your job is going, okay, what do we need to do a year from now, three years from now, you literally have to be thinking about that every day while getting shit done at the same time. And, and, and I want to stay there for a second because I, I think um, what I'm hearing, and you, know, you guys have extraordinary success, right? And what I'm the Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Hearing is, there's almost like this level of um, not watching the scoreboard, pun intended, right? In which where it's like, all right, we know the goal is to win the game, but we're not looking, in a business sense, we're not looking at the scoreboard. We're really just focusing on what are the activities that's gonna make us win the game, you know, sort of like every day. And so is that, is, is, is that like a secret, right? Because I, because I can tell, you know, I can speak for myself and maybe, you know, you know, some people in the crowd that a lot of times, you know, as entrepreneurs, when we start these businesses, like we have this goal, like we look and we're like, yo, I want to make a million dollars this year or I want to, you know, you know, get to whatever level I want to get to. 
Uh, but is the secret to success really about setting a goal? Yes, but really focusing more on the activities every single day, and then let, and let the and let the uh, results speak for themselves. Well, um, well, I think the first key to to visualizing success is de- is defining it for yourself. Right, so a lot of people they, they define success by what they see on social media. They see uh, what other people are saying. But what is your definition of success? Right, my definition of success is when I can't wait to go to work and I can't wait to come home. So whether I got a hundred million dollars in the bank or ten thousand dollars in the bank, that's my definition of success. And I would urge you guys to think about success differently because success is like. And maybe you guys could attest to this. It's like the more, the more success you have, the more successful people you meet. The more successful people you meet, the less successful you feel. So success is a treadmill that only the blind run. The only true thing you can ever attain in life is fulfillment. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Don't chase success. Chase fulfillment. Okay? Now, when you think about the business you want to put out, right, when you think about the business you want to do, you got to understand that it's going to be successful depending on how many people you get to serve. You start businesses to serve people, to make a difference, to give them a product or a service or to enrich their lives. Because I promise you, if you just chase money or I want to get a million or two million or three million, even when you get that money, you're going to realize that the journey is the best part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Totally. I mean, I, I could not say it any better than that. That was very inspiring. But to, I was thinking when he, when he asked the question, the same thing Humble was saying, that you first have to determine what is your scoreboard. Like, what, is, what, is this, what are you playing for, right? And we all, of course, we all want to make money, and, and money is a relative to how good the product or the service you're putting out, but it's not the end-all, be-all. And to Humble's point, I always say in our company, when we achieve our goals or have success, the only thing it affords you is the opportunity to have more success on a bigger platform. It's like, oh, you did that. That's great. But now can you do on this stage? That's all it affords you. As an athlete, like you were great at UCLA. The only thing he got for being great at UCLA was like, oh, now let's see you do it in the NBA. And then if you're great in the NBA, they're like, let's see you do it next year. It doesn't, it never ends. So to Humble's point, you have to determine what are, what are you after? What is, what is the score that you want? And the money will follow. It's really true. And I know it's hard. It was hard for me when I didn't have shit. That saying of like, just do your thing and, and the money literally does follow. And it, and it really does, to your point about our company, I never went into it going, I want a valuation of this or that, or I didn't even think about it. I'm like, I just want to make it amazing with awesome creativity and really drive and serve and serve our company and put out products that were amazing and eventually got to a point like, oh, we need to raise some capital so we can do it on an even bigger level. Well, then the bankers come in and you have to put a valuation against it. But I never even thought about that going in. And just to add a quick thought to that, which what you said is so perfect, Mav, it's like, when, you, when you're thinking about your business and you're thinking about how you're going to make it grow and be successful, don't get into the mindset of thinking about competition, competition, uh, 
you know, looking at this person, looking at that person, run your race. Yo, this world is so abundant. Every single person in this room can have 10 billion, and it'll still be more for everybody to have. Yeah. It is so abundant. Like, man, we can, we can have 2 billion humble Lukangas all managing wealth for the most amazing people around the world, and we can all be successful. So never, ever, ever have a, a scarcity mindset. Understand that, man, like, this world is so abundant, and just focus on your race, and you'll get whatever, you know, is, is, uh, is destined for your life. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Zo, talk, talk, talk to me about um, working with family, right? So like you said, we, we all know your dad. Uh, we all know his passion, you know, for, for, for building within the family. Um, what are the, the pros and cons of building a, a business empire, you know, with your family? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I would say starting a business with a family is not for everyone. You know, I was raised up in my family. We were very tight, so that's what we wanted to do, but that's not necessarily going to be everybody else's path. But for me, I would say there's ups and downs, and you got you to gotta find a way to navigate, you know, um, people in your family to get the, the best situation out of it. And that's not always the easiest conversation to have with, you know, your mom, your dad, your, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, whoever. But um, if you all genuinely have, you know, the same goal in mind, per se, and you want to get to the same places, then you're going to do, you know, what makes the most sense as a family together. And for us, I think that was the hardest part, just getting everybody on the same page to get to one common goal. So I think, first and foremost, you got to lay a plan out. And then whatever the plan is, you got to stick to that plan. Whether it goes good or bad, you got to stick to the plan and just believe in the process. And, and how, how do you navigate, though, right? So, like, let's say, for instance, like, how do you navigate the, the roles, though, right? So, like, um, you know, let, let, let's say, you know, dad, son, and then business, you know, like, like, like there they, are different rules or there's different ways that you approach a business opposed to a personal relationship. And so sometimes those lines could, could potentially blur. How do you navigate that? Well, I mean, in business, you're not, you know, it's not going to be dad and son. You know, we're both on the same board and we have, we're equal. So, like I said, the common goal has to be met. However that, you know, takes place, it has to take place that way. And like I said, it's going to be hard conversations that maybe my father won't want to hear from his son or, you know, vice versa. I don't want to hear from him. But either way, it's got to get worked out. I love that. Humble, I want, I want to talk a little bit about um, this, this world of finances, right, where, um, you know, we've, we've, we've seen athletes, we've seen entertainers, we've seen even entrepreneurs get taken advantage of uh, where people are, um, you know, trying to, to you know, take, take their money or uh, trying to steal from them. Um, you know, is it, how important is it, or, or I know it's important to educate your clients, but how do you help kind of safeguard against, um, you know, them being taken advantage of? And then also for, for our audience out here, um, what are some red flags to kind of look for as you're looking for investments or looking for people to work with in the financial space? Yeah, from a um, great question. You know, for me, when I think about our, our clients, and I, I hate that word, clients, but the, the families we get to serve, to me, these are superheroes. Like, you got a better chance getting struck by lightning twice than being Lonzo Ball, Okay or being Issa Rae or Charlemagne the God or all these people that I get to represent. 
And the thing about all of us, all of us in this room, is we all answer one question that other races don't have to answer. What are you doing for your community? Right? So our wealth has to go from our household to our neighborhood, to our community, and eventually to the world, right? Because uh, individual success really doesn't mean anything if it doesn't lead to collective progress, right? So I got a big responsibility to make sure that nothing happens to that impact that these superheroes can have. Because I know how many people depend on them. The people they employ, their families, their communities, right? And so how do we do that? You have to be the CEO of your empire. You have to. You have to sit and you have to know what's going on and you have to be involved. Don't say, you know what, now I'm just gonna hoop or I'm just gonna, uh, no. Stay involved, right? That's one. And then two, you have to find the right people. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you, I don't know nothing about cars. So if I go to my, if I go to a mechanic and he wants to take, he wants to rob me, or he gonna rob me, for sure. I don't know. So, but if you go to the right person who has integrity, you know, and I, I, when I try to encourage our athletes or entertainers, you, you got good people. So don't hoard them. Tell your, tell your peers that you're good people. Because too often when you see it, a lot of, in this community, when they got somebody good, they, they, I had one client tell me, now nah, I'm not going to tell nobody about you until I retire. I said, come on. That's not the mindset, you know. But as far as, when you think about building your own wealth in, the, in this audience, I want you to understand one thing. Accept that it's gonna, it's gonna be harder than you think, and it's gonna take longer than you think. Just, just know it's gonna be a journey. And when you got people coming into your life with this get rich quick schemes, uh, all these different things, that is not how life works. I mean, this is, my, this is my 16th year. 16th year of running this business every single day. Yeah, yeah. He's been playing since he was three years old. Yeah, yeah. Mav, I mean, you know, this stuff takes time, right? And so when people, people, like, people say it's going to be quick and it's guaranteed, turn the other way. Right, right, right. Turn right. the other way, right? And understand that it's going to take time, but in the end it's going to be worth it. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Mav, so not only are you... You know, you run multiple businesses, multiple successful businesses, uh, but you also have a, an award-winning show. Uh, you bring on some phenomenal guests. You have some great conversations. Round of applause for the shop. Um, you know, one of the things, so like, you know, myself, I host a, a show called Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. Um, round of applause for my insiders in the building. Um, how do you balance the two, right? Because, like, for me... I have a lot of fun hosting the show, being a talent, but then there's a business side of the, of, of the show that I also have to manage. Plus, I have other businesses as well. Um, for you, right, CEO, multiple businesses, talent, like how do you manage being talent and being an executive? Um, thank you for anybody out there who watched the shop, supported the brand. We appreciate you always. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Um, for us... Again, the show was started from a place of um, community. The shop is a brand that represents community empowerment. And we all have been, everybody in this room has been to a barbershop. And if, I'm sure just like everybody else in this room, when, you, when I went to a barbershop on Saturday mornings as a kid, there was the fireman, the mailman, 
the big dope boy, the mom with her, with her kid, everybody. And, that, since, and then there was a conversation that happened in there that was very helpful to everybody. You got, you got jewels and information. So we always wanted to bring that to life with the brand, the shop. It was always about community. And we always try and bring people that represent different walks of life, business, sports, politicians, to have a real conversation and not to just sit there and agree with each other, but to have a real conversation. Um, so for me, doing the show was not, we didn't start that show for me to have something to do. I had a, I had a job already, but I always look at it as, is what I'm doing is talent serving the company. If it's in service, if it really services the company, the people at the company, my shareholders, then I do it. It's never, is it good for me? It's like, does it serve the company? And if it's good for the company, then it's, then it's the right thing to do. And then it just becomes a time management thing, which I honestly can get very bad with that because I am aggressive with my schedule. I like to get a lot of shit done. I am over, I'm always overbooked, but I really spend a lot of time. I spend a, every night, um, Nicole, my assistant, who's someone here, knows I'm constantly looking at my calendar because I'm, I'm conscious of time and am I at the right place and doing the right thing that's b best in service for the company because that really, 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 really matters. It matters to me personally, but it matters for the company. I love that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, so how do you deal with setbacks, right? So you love the game of basketball. You've been playing the game of basketball, you know, since three years old, right? Um, and then, you know, setbacks, not being able to play. Um, how does that, you know, how do you deal with that? From a mental perspective, I think most first and foremost, because when you love to do something, you always want to do that thing. Um, and then when there's some type of delay, that could be frustrating, right? And so even in business, I know a lot of entrepreneurs deal with that as well. Um, what, you know, how, how do you deal with it and what tips would you have, you know, for us in the audience? I would say that you have to realize that it's just part of life. Like, life is not easy. And if you want to get the most out of it, you got to put yourself forward and put your best, you know, foot forward. So for me, even when I get knocked down, you got to get back up every time if you want to keep going. You know, you can always quit and take the easy way out and pout and, you know, go to the side. But for me, if you're trying to get to a place where I want to get to, you just got to get back up, you know, dust off and keep going. And so, and so I'll be remiss if I don't ask this, right? So Stephen A. Smith says you can't get back up, right? Um, what is the future of basketball for you, right? Because you love the game and, you know, we're hearing that you're not going to play. There's people saying you're going to play. From, from you, from Zoe Ball, what is, the, what is your future in basketball? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play again. You know, the outside noise doesn't bother me. You know, the Stephen A thing, you know, he, was, he has a wide platform. <laughs> And to me, I just don't appreciate when people put out fake news like that, especially someone of his stature that, you know, can touch a lot of people. And um, it's, just, it's just putting out the wrong thing. But that's, that's besides the point. For me, I know what I got to do to get back. And I'm just on the path, you know, doing what I got to do every day, taking it step by step. I don't look too far ahead. Um, I know, you know, in my near future that I will be back on the court for sure. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right. As we, as we wind down, humble what is, and I'm, I'm going to ask everybody, um, what is your, like, what is the best money advice that you've ever gotten? Um, and then what is the best business advice that you can leave our audience with? Wow, that's a really great question. Um, 
the best money advice is pretty much what you all are doing right now. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Round of applause for yourselves. Invest in yourself. For investing like, in yourselves. You are go you're going to have more control over the returns in your life if you invest in yourself, you know. And then as far as business goes, you know, I really believe that you build businesses to serve people. And and I really want the people in the crowd to make sure that whatever dreams that you have, they're really your dreams. Because what I see often is people see what's working for somebody else and they're like, I want to do that thing. I want to do that thing because it's working for them. But that's not really their dream. You know what I mean? And so to me, I really want to take a step back and, and, you know, figure out exactly, you know, what your destiny is. And if you don't know right now, that's okay. So just find yourself and start getting good at getting good. Make sense? Because you may not know what your dream is. But if you get really good at getting really good, and what I mean by that is, so let's say you work at Enterprise Rental Car right now, and you're, you know, you're the customer service agent. Be the God best customer service agent the world has ever seen. So that way, when that dream does come, you have that muscle. And you're going to be able to go and make that dream successful. But a lot of people think they can be lazy at this job, develop bad habits, and then now they have a dream, they're going to be able to turn it on. Right. No, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Love that, love that, love that. So talk to us. Best money advice and what business advice would you leave for our audience? Uh, best money advice came from Humble. Yeah. <laughs> um, just save and invest. You know, keep it simple, save and invest. And for business, I would say don't be the smartest one on your team. Try, try to surround yourself with people that are better than you and just grow with them. And it's going to, like you said, it's going to take time. Nothing happens overnight, but as long as you stay focused and put the time and energy in, you know, I think you can do anything. Yeah, appreciate that. Round of applause, round of applause. Mav, same questions to you. Um, I think Humble, Humble is the, the money manager sitting here. Um, but I think, especially for us, is, and, and Humble knows this very well for us, as people of color who never really had anything and are starting to get things, we tend to really, when we get some money, we really hold on to it. And like Zoe said, save and invest. I would say invest, 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 because a penny saved is a penny. People always say a penny, is, a penny saved is not a penny earned. If I take out a $100 bill and set it on this table and we come back in a decade, what is it going to be? It's going to be a $100 bill. But my haircut is going to go up by 20%. So therefore, the value of that $100 bill has reduced by 20%. So as black people, we always do this thing, a penny saved is a penny earned. A penny saved is a fucking penny. Um, <laughs> so I always say, so for me personally, it's my personal advice, I actually don't save and invest. I invest, 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 and I spend. But when I spend, I spend on things that, that, can be assets, as, as the Earn Your Leisure guys say, assets over liabilities. If I go buy a car, I buy a car that is actually going to do something for me, get me from place to place for work, but also something I can give to someone else. I bought an old car, right, that actually, I built this old car. It took me a long time. It cost me a lot of money. But 
it actually went up in value since I bought it and I knew that going in. So I spend, but when I spend, I think about, I don't just spend frivolously on shit that's gonna go down in value. Now some things do, your clothes or whatever, but I spend and I spend on assets and I invest, 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 because I truly believe the best advice I got is a penny saved is a fucking penny. So if you invest, and invest could mean spending money to come here. This is investing, right. to come here and listen and learn and mingle with people. Invest could mean giving your money to Humble or somebody who's very smart with it. Invest could mean putting it into your business. And as business goes, as CEOs, as you all are in this room running your business, the best advice I ever got is when you look at a P&L, there's, there's revenues, there's expenses, and then you get to, did you make money or lose money? And I'm dealing with it every day in my company that the top, the revenues are literally limitless. They are, they are, there is no limit if you come up with an amazing idea or you craft the shit out of an idea or you come up with a new innovation, that how, much mo- how much revenue you can make as a business is literally unlimited. The middle, there is a limit. You need people, you need a place to go to work, you need T&E. So the best advice I ever got is as a CEO, again, working to see around corners, you can't squeeze the middle enough to make the top grow. So spend your time thinking about marketing, ideas, new innovations, new thoughts, because that's where it's literally unlimited. And the middle, you do need to pay attention, but you're never gonna make money by squeezing more and more expenses. You cannot squeeze the middle enough to make the top grow. Love that, love that, round of applause. Um, what's, what's next for you, Humble? You know, what's next for me is, you know, I wanna take Lifeline, you know, and build the greatest wealth management firm for our people that's ever lived. You know, right? Then round of applause for that. I want to build something so I want to build something so incredible that if you're a person of color in the, in the United States, Europe, on the continent, anywhere, you got a place you can come and and feel safe and feel protected. Same as this, same as they got these, you know, uh, Goldman Sachs, two slave owners, Merrill Lynch, two slave owners. Don't miss that. Morgan Don't Stanley, miss that. Two slave owners, Wells and Fargo, two slave owners. Uh, we're going to liberate our people, and we're going to bank with our people, we're going to invest with our people, and we're going to build our own freedom. That's what I'm going to do. What's next for you, Zoe? Well, for me, I, I got to get back on the court. Yeah. So a lot of my focus, pretty much all my focus right now is just going into my knee and getting back healthy. But um, we might have a Chino Hills High School doc in the works. So uh, stay tuned for that, maybe. And we got to holler at Mav on that one. Yeah. yeah come on, we know a guy. <laughs> the Chino Hills documentary, greatest high school. Absolutely. Let's do it. Look, deals, yeah, are, you being, heard that. deals are being done on the spot. <laughs> By the way, you that, know, you know. That's the answer to my question next is working with Zoe to make his documentary. That's what's next for us at Spring Hill. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right, cool. So if, if people want to uh, connect with you, you know, where, where can they find you? Man, I'm not a really social media person, but I guess you can find me on Instagram at humble with a period. Um, and hopefully I'm going to try to do my best to stay here longer and try to meet as many people as I can as well. So, same as well. Uh, we're in 2023, so social media is the easiest way to get to anyone. Um, just so, Zio. All right, hit him on a grand map. Uh, first off, I'd like to say thank you to Lonzo, Humble, Ash, you guys are amazing. Thank you for letting me share the stage with you guys. 
to earn your leisure. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate what you're doing for us. Thank you for having me. And thank you to all of you for being in this room. Round of applause for yourselves. Thank you so, so much. It's, it's, I do not um, take this for granted. I appreciate it. You guys sitting there listening to us up here have a conversation. Hopefully you got something out of it and it was helpful to you. And thank you all for having me. I appreciate you all, always. All right, y'all. Round of applause. Maverick Carter, Alonzo Ball, Humble Lu Lukanga. Lukanga. All right, round of applause, y'all. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Yup. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.